The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Kelly, and that's it. Craig Holbeck, not here. You know, God, (laughs) kids these days. No one wants to work. We are previewing week 10 of the NFL season. If you're wondering who to start or to sit in your fantasy football lineups for week 10, we have our rankings at fantasyfootball.theringer.com. It's fantasyfootball.theringer.com. Positions you can go through, hit running back and receiver, and then you can look at all the rankings together for flex, whatever you want. Also, go through. I go through start sick questions on Twitter X, whatever it's called, on Sunday mornings. My Twitter's Danny underscore Heifetz. Instagram's Danny Heifetz. DK is at Danny B. Kelly, but he's on Pacific time, which is fake, so he's not. Is anybody calling it X? Has anyone started calling it X? Just I the feel- one guy who I right. won't say. The uh, Fanduel.com slash Ringer FFS. We have been running our Fanduel contest from week three to week ten. This is week ten, so get it. your lineups in for week ten. Do it. Fandle.com slash ringer FFS. And Craig's not here to make fun of me for saying a URL out loud, but you can click it in the episode description as well. We'll give our lineups there at the end of the episode. We also were going to do at the end of the episode, making Kai eat a food, but Craig's not here and that felt wrong. So where right. Kai gets a reprieve, um, I don't know. He gets the appeal for one sentence. week. Yeah. One so we're going to only, yeah. we're going to wait for Craig to come back to make Kai eat uh Mac and cheese, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Getting to week 10 weird week, fun week, lot going on, but I think the place to start, yeah. Kyler Murray coming back for the Arizona Cardinals. You can't write the stuff that he's coming back the week Call of Duty 3 comes out. Like, just the fact that Call of Duty is coming back. It's <laughs> right. It's honestly, I, Austin Gale, who works uh, on this here, was like, the joke's dead. I'm like, no, it's like the, he came back for the Call of Duty weekend. Joke, like, that's It will never be dead until it's, he starts having really strong second half of the season after Call of Duty comes out. Ridiculous. So, uh, Torres ACL 11 months ago. He's back this week. We have Kyler as the 13th best quarterback. We kind of disagree, though. I have Kyler like 11th. And it's also a weird week because like Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Herbert, three of the top four quarterbacks are on by. So Kirk Cousins is out, obviously. So DK, do you feel yeah. good about playing Kyler Murray this week? You have him a little lower than me. 
if you're throwing him out, are you like, wow, I have Kyler Murray filling in? That's awesome. Or you're like, oh, I have Kyler Murray filling no, in. No, I, I think it's somewhere in between. I'm a little bit conservative about it just because he's hasn't played in a long time, right? Like, and there's question marks about will he be a little bit rusty? You know, I don't think he's probably going to run as much as you're used to seeing him run. I think over the last few years, he's averaged, um, you know, five plus points per game just running. And so that's obviously a big part of his fantasy value. But at the same time, like, I do think he's a good quarterback. I know you and I have kind of argued about this a little bit. I, I really think he's a good quarterback. And especially when you take into account what he brings on the ground, his escapability, his ability to keep plays alive. Um, I think he's still underrated as a quarterback. And I think a lot of that goes to, like, kind of his personality. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's... <laughs> It, I, I, it's true. I'm so, I'm so mixed on Kyler because part of me is like he's a special player who probably was done very a disservice to him with coaching and the GM and obviously the personalities, not the the leadership stuff, body language, but also the Cardinals are a dumpster fire right now that Dan Stunner's out of the Commanders. The Cardinals are really the worst run team in the NFL. So part of me is like he might be frustrated about his high school football team having better winning culture than the Arizona Cardinals. Having said that. He doesn't play football in a normal way. He's five foot right. 10, 11, whatever he claims to be. And the whole thing was like the young Russell Wilson. Well, the play is the play, but also when it breaks down, I run around like yakety sacks. And like my favorite, the best comp you've ever had. Kyler Murray runs like a toddler who stole your phone. But now it's like, now that he doesn't have the phone, like now if he can't run, what's the game like? I'm very right. curious to see. But I, having said that last week, Cardinals, 58 yards, 48 plays or something like that. They had 1.2 <laughs> yards per play. Which yeah. I don't even know grammatically. That's is all it, time like, bad. That's terrible. Well, is that one point yeah. two yards or is that yard? Because it's one point two. Like <laughs> it's three and right. a half feet. Like the Cardinals average three and a half feet per play. So he yeah. can't. Like he's an upgrade. Think about like you, he's he is what five. He's a little under six feet. Just yeah. So, for, they for got reference. three. Yeah. Just, like he could fall down just forward and that double would be it. six feet. <laughs> three and <laughs> a half feet of play. But so my question is, if he's Kyler is going to be an upgrade. Are the Cardinals dumb for playing him this week? Because if, yeah. I mean, look, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. And as someone who in five days went from thinking the Giants were just misunderstood to like, we better get the number one pick. If the, so we're recording this Thursday. You're probably listening Friday. I don't know what happened Thursday in football, but if the Panthers win against the Bears and the Cardinals win, the Giants are probably leaving this weekend with the number one pick in the draft through the, like, or in position for it. Yeah, yeah. Is the Cardinals making a mistake putting themselves in position for maybe winning three or four games down the stretch and like losing a top five pick instead of having maybe a, a hold yeah. on the no, number one or two? I don't know, man. It's so hard because it's this is a huge, huge deal, right? Like you said, um, I mean, we, we go back a couple of years and the Jets ended up accidentally winning an extra game or two. I can't remember Wait, what which it ironically. The yeah. Jets were 17-point underdogs to the Rams, and they won. The Giants are like 17-point underdogs to the Cowboys this week. Oh, no. <laughs> they won't win, though. Don't worry. That's not going to happen. DeVito! But uh, yeah, the Jets beat the Rams and lost the Trevor Lawrence. They lost Trevor Lawrence. But I will say, like, even in a quarterback class where this is a very highly lauded quarterback class, there's, like, several guys potentially that could be very top-tier prospects and Caleb Williams and Drake May, plus there's a handful of other guys that are pretty interesting. Um, it's very, I think it's a huge gamble to put Tyler back or Kyler back in there just because, yeah, he makes them better. He's going to elevate their floor and probably they'll probably end up winning a few games down the way and they may lose that top spot. At the same time, if they don't play him, they still could accidentally win a few games. The NFL's weird. Yeah. Players are still trying very hard because it matters for them. To play Clayton well. Toon, Clayton Toon, Tooney's going out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Toon that is. 
Um, so I don't know, man. It's just it's a it's a complicated thing. I kind of just generally, even though I'm excited about this next quarterback class, like it's sort of the bird in hand versus what's the expression? Because I, you know, I always mix up metaphors. A bird you in try. hand versus two in the bush. Right. Yeah, you got that right. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was rooting for you to fail. Um, uh, after the sunny sun, we have great emails later on mispron. I'm not gonna lie. Some of the best emails we've had in months on the mispronouncing. I'm still waiting for you to uh, to tell me the metaphors I've mixed up because I'm curious. But regardless, Some people, someone called you out. You said boombastic a couple weeks ago instead of bombastic, <laughs> really? which is a song by Shaggy <laughs> that you just thought was a word. Oh, since you're asking, well, that's good. I like that one. Um, thank you. <laughs> so I don't know. I I think. The idea is here that you know Kyler, or at least I believe Kyler is a good quarterback, and he's a quarterback that you can win with and a quarterback you can build around, whereas any of these other quarterbacks who come into the draft, maybe they'll be that. You know what I mean? Like the mystery maybe. box, yeah. And I agree. The other arguments, well, you have to pay Kyler money, to which case I'm kind of like, I kind of think that's a cart before the horse argument because you're like, sure. well, you have this great quarterback, but you have to pay him. I'm like, okay, but for the people who don't have a great quarterback, Awesome problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the idea that like you would put like I, just if you have a great quarterback, you pay a lot of money, like the Chargers getting 50 million a year to. to but Herbert. it's good that you do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't want right. to go back into the lottery and try to find another Herbert. I think I, some so teams I, I, spend seriously a decade trying to find these guys. And as we've seen with recent even like some of the best quarterback classes of recent years, like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, uh, who am I missing? Mac Jones, like. Uh, I'd say Lawrence is certainly looking good, but there's still some question marks, you know, about him just statistically. Even yeah, the, he the class is one for five at best. At best. And I think so you have to kind of take that into account. And I think this is what Arizona is doing is this is a new organization, new front office, new coach. And you have potentially a guy who can be and I and I kind of see him in the Lamar Jackson slash Jalen Hurts. I guess like archetype of quarterback because of his running ability. Like he not only is a passer, but he can change the way that your ground game works. He can really get um, out of jams with his legs. And if you look at some of the stats over the, like the last three years, and this is discounting 2023 because Kyler hasn't played, but in 2020, 2021 and 2022. So if you look at the stats, like Kyler's stats are actually very, very similar to Lamar and and hers in a lot of ways. I, I agree. It's it, the idea in theory. It's nice to be like, lose the games. It's easy. But like, I, I it just, that's not how the tanking works. Like tanking is right. hard. That's it, like, so I agree. It's, I think you, you make a great point that seeing if Kyler's great is important. And also just rooting for the giants to lose in the middle of the game. I'm like, come on, what if they won though? And like, never mind. <laughs> I'm not doing this for a living. Like you can't just tell the players and coaches to lose. Like it's just not how it works. So I don't know. It's uh, to me, I'm like Kyler, especially. So look, they have six, picks in the top 100 next year, including two first rounders, one of which is the Texans, one of which is theirs. So they have a ton of ammo to move around in theory. Of course, obviously that nothing is guaranteed in terms of your ability to move up and down the board to try and get a quarterback, but they still have flexibility to try and get one. Um, at the end of the day, though, like if they decide Kyler's the answer, they can use six top 100 picks yeah. to really build around him. And I think that's, I mean, that's just as exciting, if not more exciting to me than like taking one of these rookie quarterbacks. One of the picks they have, the Cardinals, they have, they have Houston's pick, mm-hmm. right? And the Texans probably give them a lot, but they have CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. And guess what? The, what's the ultimate ball don't lie is if they were tanking, the Texans could have had the first pick. Lovey Smith has that the fourth and 11, fourth and 15, whatever it is, fourth and 20, where they converted it, scored the touchdown. Ball don't right. lie. The Texans trying to win the game. Second pick. Oh, no. Well, they got Stroud. He's better. 
whatever right. it doesn't matter right. so it's like i don't know it's it's i agree winning I mean, winning yeah. does matter and it's again this is like its own unique class and of course everybody's super excited about uh, williams and drake may but if you look back in history like a lot of the time man not the, the quarterback that ends up being the best in the class is not the first one oh taken. my Oh, so. I, I was going to do this on the draft show, but real quick, I just wanted to tick off all the like can't miss prospects that like Andrew <laughs> Luck retired like after five worst, years. The worst thing Clowney yeah. was like fine and barely played. Like if you kind of actually go through the can't miss prospects, like half of them missed. But, I want to I read off a few of the stats that I collected here comparing him to Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. I know they're not the same quarterbacks, but like in the archetype of dual threat guys with extreme explosiveness on the ground. Kyler, 64 touchdown passes, 29 interceptions. Lamar, 59-29. Hurts, 44-19. Um, the rushing yards is all pretty similar. Lamar is is beating them by a lot. So Lamar averages about 65 rush, rushing yards a game in that stretch from 2020 to 2022. Kyler, 40. Hurts, 42. Uh, Kyler had 19 rushing touchdowns in that stretch. Uh, Hurts beat him, but he had 26, but Lamar had 12. So I don't know. To me, it's like... I guess there are some people that are still not really sold on either Lamar or Hertz, but like these teams are building around those guys and they have really freaking good teams. You know what I mean? And so I just, I just see Kyler Murray as still a guy that you can like put a good team together. And he is like a force multiplier type player because of his ability to throw deep because of his ability to escape and run and score touchdowns and just make it really hard on the defense. So next up here, award for week 10, I have the, um, I ain't reading all that. The con- uh, congrats or I'm sorry that happened to you award, which I'm giving the Houston Texans. Right. So you know that meme, which is one of the best memes, which is like the long text, which is the person <laughs> yeah. like, I ain't reading all that. Congrats. But like that literally was the Texans injury report this week. The Texans injury report on Wednesday at 23 players, Sheesh. 23, which that's a team like, like that you can yeah. start tw- and they have the kicker too. Like the kickers hurt. So you could have 22 players, 11, 11 of the kicker. Like the Texans tweeted out this list. They had to change the font size to fit all the names. Like they tweet, you read the tweet, click yeah. on the tweet. I, I said it to you, like, like you got, you cannot you read the tweet to read this. Yeah. yeah. I look, what's that meme of the woman bending over, like staring with the sunglasses in the driveway. <laughs> like that's me reading the, right. like you can't, I've never seen anything like this. And then today it's like Jeez. eight players, you know, back to full practice. Great. That only means 15 players are hurt for the Texans, which is like <laughs> insane. This is, I think this is representative too of just the entire week. So many guys are hurt right now. It's, it's the midseason doldrums. Everybody's injured. Everybody's like taking time off from practice. There's so many did not play this week. Yeah. Totally coincidentally injured, right? As Call of Duty is coming out. That's so <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. Craig, what do you think Craig's doing? Just playing video games. Just he's just on he's injury report. Do, on Wi Fi on the plane, playing video games. <laughs> he's flying right now. I told him to enjoy the Wi Fi. Uh, the t- <laughs> Um, so the Texans are playing the Bengals this week. They're at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's giving Fun uh, game. like, yeah, six and a half point favorite. The Bengals are CJ Stroud rookie for passing record, uh, rookie for passing records, record for rookie passing yards last year, uh, last week. <laughs> right. If I could speak English, tied the record for rookie touchdown passes. Again, we'll see what happens. Like uh, Nico Collins, top receiver is questionable. I mean, obviously statistically half, you know, half the freaking team is hurt this year. Or this week, but the I think the Bengals are such a bigger test for the Texans than the Bucks were last week. I, like uh, Joe Burrow, obviously, but the Bengals' defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo has just done. He's quietly one of the three best defensive coordinators in the league, right. but he's old, so no one likes to compliment him because the young ones. Mike McDonald, the Ravens, does a great job, but he gets complimented all the time because he's in his thirties. Lou Anarumo is a boomer, so no one likes to 
Is he that old? He's 57. It's funny. Well, no one likes to say 57 year old should be a head coach, but like he probably should, but he's incredible. I, for some reason, like I hadn't seen him, I think in a while. And, and I was picturing just like an, a much older guy. Well, his name's <laughs> when Lou. I, when I saw him, I was like, oh, he looks pretty. He's like young. He's, his name's he's Lou. Fit. How many young people go by Lou? <laughs> right. It's not like a 24 year old's name. It's just like shocked him. I was expecting a 79 year old man or something like that. But yeah. Spry. So I, so if you just go through the best quarterbacks in the AFC, like people who faced him multiple times, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, if you just look at something like EPA per dropback, all of like some of their worst games are just against the Bengals. Like the Bengals yeah. just game plan for great quarterbacks as well as anyone. So I think Stroud, this is going to be probably the toughest game Stroud has had since week one when he faced the Ravens. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a huge test. I'm, I'm just looking at, you know, the last six or seven games that, the Bengals have played and, and I'm looking at like the opposing quarterbacks. It's like one pick, two picks, two picks, two picks, one pick, two picks. It's they are turning the ball over. They're yeah. creating takeaways um, at an incredible rate. They're doing such a good job of that. In fact, they have um, 15 takeaways this season, which is fourth most in the NFL. They have 11 picks on the season. Yeah, this is a, this is a defense that makes it really hard on the offense. I think it's, it's confusing for opposing quarterbacks. They have a pretty solid pass rush up front. Um, yeah, it's a it's a huge challenge. And I honestly, I would not be surprised to see CJ Stroud take a huge step back this week. Well, that's the thing. What's weird about it is, uh, you know, I actually think Stroud reminds you a lot of Burrow. I, I think. Yeah. Like he, he has this pocket movement that Burrow has really well, like maybe not the greatest arm in the world, but like I think Stroud probably is maybe a stronger arm than Burrow, but like the deep ball yeah. placement, but mostly the poise like the, the he has the excuse me for something that nerds wouldn't like me to say, but like he's a winner. CJ Stroud's <laughs> clearly a winner. Joe Burrow's a winner. Like they have the Alexander the Great. Like if I'm with this guy, I'm never going to die. He's never going to die. It's fine. <laughs> but like what's weird is the Bengals, I think, are kind of like the more mature version of it. But the mm -hmm. Bengals are hurt too. They don't have as many players hurt, but they have more important players hurt. Like T. Higgins hurt his hamstring in practice. That's the playing. most annoying one is yeah. the guy who hurts his hamstring in practice. Just don't run that out. hard, man. So yeah. I know. It's like try less. Just play more video games, T. But so T. Higgins is probably out this week. Jamar Chase. Chris Collinsworth, Prescient, after he kept talking about how sore Jamar Chase would be, is in fact sore. Jamar Chase, we don't know if he's going to play. And then also Sam Hubbard's when they're starting defensive ends. So it's like, if Chase can't go and Higgins can't go, we're going to get like, what, Tyler Boyd and Trenton Irwin at receiver for the Bengals <laughs> yes. this week? Do you know how many leagues I picked up Trenton Irwin in this week? It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think both, both sides are kind of banged up, obviously. Uh, it looks like Nico Collins could miss the game. T. Higgins could miss the game. Um, so it's not going to be as like both sides are not at full strength, unfortunately, but at the same time, I, I really like your Joe Burrow comp for, for CJ Stroud. If you remember prior to the draft, one of the comps getting thrown around was, uh, Jared Goff. And for yes, some of the reasons, like, I think like Jared Goff, but like a super, a super version of that is kind of Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow can certainly yeah. move around better than, than, than Goff, but like, I mean, Goff was the first pick in the draft. Like he was throwing the ball all over the yard in college, you know, like really good deep ball, pretty, pretty deep ball. Um, so there's some similarities. And then, of course, like frame wise, they kind of have a similar frame, like skinny, tall guys. It's kind of like Stroud has like Bur he has Burroughs presence mm -hmm. and um, poise under fire in with Goff's physical skill set. But I think I think Stroud has already proven that the like worries that he was just a statue and he couldn't do anything oh, out yeah. of structure in college, which was true for the most part. Like there was a lot of games where he didn't do a lot out of structure, 
But I think he's already proven that he, that's not like true in the NFL. Like he can get away from pressure. He can run around. Yeah. He can get outside the pocket, make plays. He showed that against Georgia, but he was also showing that in a few other games during the college season. I think it just became sort of, it got overblown that he couldn't do anything out of structure. Yeah. So I think he, Stroud is somewhere in between Burrow and, and Goff. I know that's like a weird trio of players, but like, I do think he can move around a lot better than Goff can. So that'll be an issue. Uh, keep in mind for fantasy purposes, like keep in mind, like you're just going to have to watch you practices on Friday and it sucks. Like if Chase and Higgins and everyone's out and Nico Collins, like that sucks, but could be a big tank um, Dell week. Yeah, was gonna, Or Noah Brown, who we didn't even want on the way to show, but Brown, if Nico ends yeah. up being unable to play, like, you Good know, call. maybe it is Noah Brown. Um, okay. Next up, the aim for the bushes falling back to earth award. Uh, the other, you know, remember the other guys, the, <laughs> like when, one of the best, one of the best, I cannot believe they pulled this off. I don't, I don't give it matters, but when Samuel Jackson and the rock are like the two cops and they're on the chase and they're like, <laughs> what do you, you think of what I'm thinking? It's like aim for the bushes. Like, there goes my hero. I splat. One of the best things I've ever seen in a movie, but I, I'm giving that award to Josh Dobbs for the Vikings. Like, you know what? Josh Dobbs last week was a peacock. They let him fly. They let him call plays and play and everything. And this week, probably going to fall back to earth a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if it's like host body Dobbs, like more time he spends, the body rejects him or what. But like if he learns plays in people's names, I feel like this won't go well. <laughs> Is this the friend you have that's like super fun to go out with and party and like drink and have a good time and go out on the town and then like if you sit down for like a meal with them you don't can't talk about anything yeah like they sit down the next day you're going to hang out the next day and you're like yeah and then you're like oh not for me um (laughs) but i think it's like i just yeah like he's such a gamer this is what he's done the last two years is come in at the last minute he can like make plays out of structure he runs around he he avoids the pass rush he jumps over guys you know i just picture him you know, high step into like avoid guys diving at his feet. Like to me, that's like Josh Dobbs. That's what I immediately picture for some reason. And playing in structure when you know the offense and you know the plays and you know the names of your teammates, like maybe that's just not good for him. Well, it's also so funny because the last week when Dobbs was playing, he obviously just scrambled every time he didn't know the freaking play. Right. A hundred percent. And he so like, it reminds me of, do you remember Madden? Oh, he didn't play a bunch of Madden, but Madden 04 when Michael Vick was like, the most unstoppable video game character since Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like you just, there were two kinds of people who played against Michael Vick. There were people who knew where to find the quarterback spy plays and the people who didn't. This is the only way to like, there were just right. people who didn't know how to find the, the spy plays or the ask Madden. And like the Falcons just didn't call it. And I'm like, all right, what will happen to Josh Dobbs? Who very famously doesn't know the plays. <laughs> The second the Saints are just like, we're just going to like put a linebacker on him and see what happens. Like, is he real? I, I feel like this is going to be a disaster, frankly. Like Jordan Addison, who's been such a great fantasy receiver this year, one of the best picks you could make all year. You have to play him. Little worried. Little worried for Jordan Addison and all the Vikings. TJ Hawkinson's hurt. Like, I just, little worried about all the Vikings. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, and, and got they the were like gun. obviously riding the high of like, this crazy situation that they were in. It, yeah, I don't know. I I still think that Dobbs elevates the floor over what they're what else they could have had here. I mean, Jaron Hall looked all right in the in the first series that he was in, of course. But um, I mean, this is a, a better situation than we could have like probably hoped for, considering Kirk Cousins towards Achilles. So I I I while I'm worried a little bit about the ceiling here, I think the floor is stronger than it could have been. So I'm I'm not too I'm not in despair right now with the Vikings.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. I want us to talk about something positive. We're talking about weird things. All right. I said positive. It's going to start negative. Travis Kelsey's on bye. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard broke his or forearm, so he's maybe out for the season. He's certainly out for a while. TJ Hawkinson's banged up. He might not play this weekend. Normally, November, if I was like, Travis Kelsey's on bye. TJ Hawkinson's banged up. Goddard's hurt. We'd be like tight end apocalypse. We've probably done a tight end apocalypse week. We don't know who to play. Every like It just always happens. Yeah. It's fine. This week, without those guys, the tight tight ends this week, Mark Andrews for the Ravens, Sam Laporta for the Lions, Dalton Kincaid for the Bills, Taysom Hill for the Saints, who's been the best guy of them all the last couple weeks, <laughs> George Kittle for the Niners coming off by, Dalton Schultz for the Texans, number one tight end last week, Evan Engram for the Jaguars, Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys. That's eight really good players. And if you don't have one of those eight, Cole Komet had like two touchdowns last week in the first half. Kyle Pitts. Not a bad 10th option. Trey McBride with Kyler back for the Cardinals. David Njoku, bad matchup for the Ravens, but like he's been good. Logan Thomas for Washington. Jonu Smith, who is not exciting, but the 14th guy in this list, he had 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Hunter Henry, who also did had a touchdown last week. 15th on the list. So I'm like, I, think, I kind of feel like tight ends fixed. Fixed is maybe a strong word, but uh, because I don't know if it's going to last, but. Uh, yeah, I do feel like there's a little bit of muscle memory with the way that I talk about quarterbacks. And I just like think back. I'm like always wanting to say, yeah, with with tight ends being so shitty, you know, like that's the preface I want to use with every piece of analysis about tight ends. And I, in like I think what you like what you said is true. That's not necessarily the case anymore. There are some leagues. This is anecdotal, but there are some leagues where it's not a tight end premium league. I'm starting two tight ends. But I think it's like, you know, even in those leagues, I feel good enough about some of these tight ends to get like usage in the passing game, get a lot of targets, get a lot of yards, get a touchdown potentially. I think, you know, obviously Taysom Hill being this weird red zone type weapon that has no, no real box. position. He's an end. Yeah. Is, is a lot of fun and, and 
you know, I'm plugging him, him into all my lineups this week. So yeah, I don't know. I think fixed is too strong of a word, but I think there's, there is a wider range of guys to plug into lineups and feel kind of good about. I don't even remember if you mentioned like Dot and Trey McBride, Luke Musgrave. I'll throw in Musgrave and Otten. That's 17 people in a week without Kelsey, Goddard, or Hawkinson that are perfectly fine. We've never felt that way since we've been doing this show, dude. Ever. I think that's uh, absolutely There have been true, years actually. where week one, we didn't like the guys. <laughs> 17 people. Next up here. This is very important work. You mentioned Jared Goff earlier. This is the homesickness award. We got the, this week, the Lions are heading to the Los Angeles Chargers, which is interesting because Jared Goff can't really play on the road. Jared Goff, this year, if you just look at his points per game for in the fantasy vein, the splits home against or home and on the road, he is averaging six points more at home than on the road. He's he's his pass rating is like 20 points higher at home than it is on the road. His his yards per attempt is like a dramatic difference. He has four touchdowns to two picks on the road versus eight touchdowns and three picks at home. Like his numbers are much, much better at home. And a lot of that I think that has to do with playing in the dome. But I think there's also something to it where it's like, you know, if you're traveling and it, it like throws off your your like your schedule, you can't shit on the road, you get all weird, <laughs> you feel weird, like you get all backed up, like you don't feel normal, you're not eating right, like you just feel terrible on the road, you can't sleep right. I think I think Jared Goff when he's traveling, just he he just can't shit, so he's you, like, you just can't shit. You know, I at first I thought this was a joke. Well, first of all, I didn't know this was a thing until I traveled with a friend of mine once and um, they didn't shit for eight days on a trip. And we almost thought they had to go to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, that's tough. But that's tough. Like, so can you can you shit on a trip or like some eight people just days? can't? Some people it's like I don't like to poop away from home, like a psychological thing. And then some people right. just when you travel, just being like, you know, I, I think a lot of people were runners. If you take a long drive, like just I don't know, you get all stopped up or whatever. But maybe that's just my friend Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like you just do you get stopped up? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm I'm mostly fine. Statistically, it's not like this is one in 10,000 people this happens to. It happens to a lot of people. So there have to be plenty of NFL players that can't poop on the road. So why wouldn't it be Jared Goff? I think there's something to this here. Yeah. Does L.A. count for this, though? Because he can't poop on the road, but he lived in L.A. for like five years. <laughs> I know. It's like going to your old house. Well, that's the thing. He must have a bathroom and sofa he's comfortable with. He, there's a stall in the locker room. He might have to go to the... The home team locker room, though, he might have to sneak in before the oh, game. Oh wow! And like pick out that one him? spot that he really likes. No, I don't think they're gonna. He's gonna have to sneak in. You know. Well, you mentioned the house, so he probably didn't even sell the LA house. Like, why would you sell that? So it's like he probably rents it out. So he probably like he DM'd whoever he's like rents his house out to. Be like, hey guys, I might stop by this weekend. Like, check out, check out. Yeah, I think you have to. Going. As a landlord, don't you have to give like twenty four hours notice or something to stop by? He's he's gonna have to like think ahead on this one. He gets the schedule months in advance. Maybe he cleared it out. I brought this up to you. Uh, this is before your generation, maybe, but like in American Pie, there's a character called Shitbreak, and they make fun of him and they call him that because he has to go home to take a shit. He can't take a shit at school. Um, so, anyways, that's like, that's, that's Jared Goff. Goff. I think that's this is shit what's break. behind the home away splits, and it's definitely not because he can't play outside. You undersold the home away split. He, as a lion, he has 44 passing touchdowns to 16 on the road. That's Almost three times more. Three, you <laughs> understand that? Three times more passing touchdowns yeah. at home is insane. In the dome, it's like that's the, it's not just a dome. That's like he he's pooped. He's faster. He's like his body's firing. <laughs> so that the, there's another player. We started talking about this and became obsessed. And I really I looked at the home away splits, or perhaps now we should call them the home away shits. For the other guy, this is famous for is Amari oh. Cooper. 
for the Browns, the home road shits in Amari Cooper's career. So home road, same Amari Cooper's career, same number of games, but it's like 66 or 67. So six, same amount of games, same targets per game, same routes run per game. Like the, the variables are all the same. And yet on the road, Amari Cooper, 50 fewer catches in his career, hmm. 55 fewer first downs, 1300 fewer yards on the road with 15 <laughs> fewer touchdowns, which is astonishing. He basically has 70% more touchdowns at home than on the road with everything else being the same. It's like, I think Amari Cooper also probably cannot poop away from home. All right. I'm half kidding about these guys pooping, but statistically some of these guys have to like not be able to poop. Like just, <laughs> it would be crazy if none of the NFL players had this problem, but for the, the Ravens Browns game, this is like such a fun game. Cause these are like, I, I think these are the two best defenses in the NFL. Um, or at least two yeah. to three with the Cowboys. The Ravens, the lowest points per game for the Ravens. The Ravens are having for their own team the lowest points per game they've allowed since the 2000 Ravens, which are probably with the Legion of Boom, Wild. the two best defenses of my lifetime. And then from Solak, Solak had this great stat. The Ravens defense is allowing a touchdown on less than 9% of the drives for the first time any team's done that since the 2000 Ravens, which is crazy. But then the wow. Browns, the Browns might be as good, if not better, which is kind of insane. The only thing is the only team that has rocked the Browns is the Ravens. But now Deshaun Watson's right. back. I feel like his shoulder strength probably is the best that it has been all season. So I don't know, DK, like, what do you mm -hmm. make of, um, what do you make of this game? Because the Browns, if the Browns lose, they can't win the division, which is crazy because the, the Ravens, if the Ravens beat the Browns twice already, they'll have a three game lead plus that fourth tiebreaker. So the Ravens, if the Browns win, don't win. They're, they're already having to fight for a wild card in a division where the other two teams already have five wins. I mean, I honestly, like this is simplifying it a lot, but the Ravens to me have a really good defense and a really good offense. And the Browns have a really good defense and a crappy offense. <laughs> so, so to speak, I think <laughs> phrasing. It's, it's, oh, especially, you know, especially having just watched the Ravens completely dismantle the Seahawks. I'm like, who is going to beat this Ravens team, especially with, you know, the history of Lamar is being the only quarterback that's actually played well against the Browns this year. So and it's ironic, by the way, that we're talking about shit breaks when we're talking about Lamar Jackson, <laughs> who had the most maybe the most famous shit break of all time. Wasn't that against the Browns? That was against the Browns, wasn't it? Maybe it was. I think, I think it, it was. was. It was Monday Night Football. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. It all comes back together. Yeah, this is great. Lamar Brown's poop. I think it. Yeah, it was Ravens Browns. Wow. What are the odds that we came up with a whole poop <laughs> full, bit? And it wasn't even circle. about Lamar. It's so funny because I almost said it's full circle. And then I stopped myself because I was afraid of doing a Schefter. Uh, did, I don't know if you saw this earlier this week. Adam Schefter said, and it comes full circle with the Rams signing Carson Wentz. And it's like he went on this like really weird tangent about. Carson Wentz and Jared Goff or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. And, and all the replies were just like, Adam, do you know what a circle is? Do you oh. know what a circle looks <laughs> Full like? Full circle. The opposite <laughs> thing happened. I don't know anything. I don't know how that's a circle, but yes. Um, this feels more full circle-y. <laughs> the thing that interests me is the, the Browns run a ton of man coverage. And generally speaking, you can Lamar can kind of run more against man coverage, but he only had the, right. like 29 rushing right. yards against the Browns. But he had two rushing touchdowns in that game. And I think that what, how the Browns handle him in the red zone, I'm curious to see what the Browns do. Cause the Browns are one of the, frankly, one of the last defenses, I think where they, for the most part, line up and like the Seahawks Legion of boom, right? It's like, they were like, well, here's the defense we're going to run. It's very simple, but we're better than you. So it's fine. Yeah. They and weren't just now guys. it's like the entirety yeah. of defense is based on like, you no longer know what someone's doing across from you. Like the defense isn't showing you the look anymore. And the Browns are like the last team who's like, you basically know what we're going to do a lot. And we don't care. We're better. And I'm curious to see how that goes. 
This last game, by the way, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson started for the Browns. So obviously, there's an upgrade at the quarterback position. But like, honestly, how much is the question? Like, the way that Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I think the funniest part is the Browns got rid of Josh Dobbs to keep Dorian Thompson Robinson, which is wild in retrospect. Oh my god. <laughs> The sliding doors moments on this season are wild. Like, is there a world where Dobbs just straight up outplays Deshaun Watson and keeps the job? That's how. August that's why 24th, they had to trade him. August twenty fourth, Cleveland traded Josh Dobbs. Wow. To the Cardinals. That's weird. Uh, that's wild. But you know, I think Watson played better last week, but not better enough that he. <laughs> better enough. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's a huge game. Uh, another really yep. fun game this week. Niners are playing the Jaguars. Both these teams are coming off the bye. It's like a really interesting game for Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy went from boy wonder cult leader, had literally never lost a game that he did not tear his UCL in. And then now he's coming back. Like the last three games, literally three losses in a row. So now he's just went from undefeated to just defeated. And he's just fallen in all these right. metrics, whatever you want to find. But the one that matters, honestly, is they're losing. And it's just coincides with the fact that Purdy... I don't know if he became a pumpkin, but like started losing, fell from like, was it led the league in EP per drop back entering the uh, first five weeks, last three weeks, 12th in EP per drop back. And basically everything looks like that, like twice as many turnover worthy plays. And it's right as Debo Samuel gets hurt and Trent Williams gets banged up and runs. Everything isn't perfect around him. Like the Niners are kind of collapsing. So I feel like it's a pretty huge game for Purdy, huge game for the Niners. Um, I, I, and the Jaguars defense isn't a slouch. Like, like very, very quietly, the Jags defense has been good this year. Um, I don't know if, you know, people are aware of this out, generally speaking, but they're third in defensive DVOA this season. They have 18 takeaways on the year. Behind Browns and Ravens and then ahead of the Cowboys? Yeah, let me pull up the, let me pull up the full list. But yes, I think that's, that's crazy that's that the, they're ahead of the Cowboys. You have to remember DVOA takes into account like strength of schedule and like the contextual like things that actually matter, where they're stopping teams and how they're stopping them. And so... Yeah, right now it's Cleveland, number one, Baltimore, number two, Jacksonville, third, Dallas, wow. fourth, Kansas City, fifth, and then the Jets, sixth, Steelers, seventh. Also, go through all AFC teams, by the way. We came, we talked all offseason about the quarterbacks in the AFC. And look at that. That's just six AFC, de- uh, other than the Cowboys, but that's five of six teams in the AFC. Can you can you guess who the top-ranked NFC defense is? You said other than the Cowboys? Sorry, other than the Cowboys, yeah. Well, I was going to say this. No, it's not the Saints because they have a bad schedule, so they should be lower. Uh, is it the Giants? <laughs> no, it's not. not the Giants. <laughs> that was it's, really sad. <laughs> it's the Lions. It's the Lions. Oh, the Lions. That was really sad. But the Saints are right after them. Where are the Giants? The Giants, I fits. I hate to break scrolling, two, are scrolling, not high. Twenty six. No? Oh, damn. Well, <laughs> whatever. That's really sad. Yeah, the uh, the Jags defense. I think. You know, everyone kind of gets excited about their offense, but their defense has been really, really strong lately. So I think this is a low-key, a really good test for Brock Purdy. So, yeah, I'm very interested to see basically where San Francisco fans are on Purdy if he loses this game, especially if uh, he has a couple of turnovers in this game, because it feels like the, sh- the shine has come off a little bit on the Purdy legend. And so this is a good chance for him to, A, either get it back and beat a really good defense um, or, you know, spiral a little bit more into like the doubt area for a lot of fans. It's also a huge game for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Like, frankly, we've probably made some excuses for the Jaguars mm-hmm. and Trevor Lawrence. Cause like, he's really good. And we're like, well, the, but the, the defense has been carrying this team, especially the amount of turnovers the Jaguars defense has had. The offense has been fine, but 
it's just been a very streaky operation the entire time with Doug Peterson and Lawrence. Like even that playoff yeah. game, they won like four picks and then four touchdowns, four picks, first half, four touchdowns, second half. That's kind of the whole operation with the Jags. And it would be super embarrassing if they can't win the division. Like the AFC South is the Jags and three teams with rookie quarterbacks. Will Levis rookie for Tennessee, CJ Stroud rookie for the Texans. And then you got Anthony Richardson who's supposed to be the rookie quarterback for the Colts, but now it's Gardner Minshew. If the Texans go back and win this division, that's pretty like devastating for the Jaguars. So yeah, big game for them. Not that like, oh, they have to beat the Niners, but like they should be approaching, be able to beat, you know, it's funny to think that's even a question that Trevor Lawrence should be able to beat a Brock Purdy led team of the last pick in the draft versus like the first pick in the draft. It's just like a, I feel like people have forgotten a little bit about the 49ers because they had a bye last week and they've lost a couple of games. And so people people are are sort of, no, I think generally people, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, like forget is the wrong word, but like there's a lot of excitement about like the Eagles. Um, you know, there's other teams, Dallas, I think, and people are probably putting Dallas and the Eagles above the 49ers in some places. And so, um, well, maybe you're right. It's probably because they haven't won a game since almost <laughs> September, basically. Yeah, but I still think they're like an elite team. Plus, by the way, this is this is the first chance we get to see Chase Young on that defensive line, too. Yeah, so, that's crazy. I don't know, man. It's it's obviously an extremely tough challenge for Trevor Lawrence. I don't, I don't know if, like what to read into this, but I think this is a it's a big game for both teams because 49ers, if they if they lose, there's going to be like some alarm bells going off here. Um and if the Jags yeah. lose, then I, I don't know. Like, obviously, they're they're opening the door for the Houston Texans. So it's going to be interesting. All right. Also, you mentioned the Giants' sad defense. Um, <laughs> I love so that you sad. guessed the Giants there. I just, just <laughs> misplaced optimism. Um, Sometimes homerism, I, like, creeps in, you know. It's worth mentioning the, the rainbow strip that the New York offenses are for fantasy defenses. Like, any fantasy defense versus the Giants' offense or the Jets' offense is viable. Like, anyone. Like, yes. last week... Yes. I mean, last week, the two of the best defenses you could have possibly played were just the Raiders playing the Giants and then the Chargers playing the Jets. Like, they just hand the ball over. I mean, f- just for context, the Giants and the Jets are both tied for last in passing touchdowns. The Giants and the Jets both have five passing touchdowns. Still can't score CJ touchdowns. Stroud, CJ Stroud had five touchdowns last week. Like, Giants <laughs> the and Giants Jets have, have that the five, whole season. Five passing touchdowns? On the season. The Jets do, too. Oh, my like, Lord. How, like, think about that. And so... You actually could just play them any week. Like the Giants are the best. They've surpassed Washington and Sam Howell and his Taylor Swift tour of just like, you know, a boon anywhere it goes. The Giants now are the team that have allowed the most points to fantasy defenses. And they're playing the Cowboys this week, who are the best fantasy defense. Like this is the it's ultimate like, like the unstoppable force meets the extremely movable object. Like that's this <laughs> or, or maybe it's the extremely weak force meets the unstoppable object. I don't know. Right. But the, all I know is the Giants implied total by the betting line is the Giants implied team total is 11 and a half. That's brutal. That's you know what my first thought was? My brutal. first two thoughts were that sucks and too high. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No chance. Yeah. Uh, they, based, Bet the 11 under. and a half to me means to think they think the Giants pick six stack. That's what that means. to yeah, me. yeah. There's no chance the Giants are getting over 10 points against the Cowboys. You mentioned that the Jets only have five passing touchdowns this season. What the fuck are the Jets doing? Oh, do you want, have I done my rant on this? <laughs> Should we have this they, conversation right now? Like, what so, the fuck are the Jets doing? What's well, here's, the problem? It's all the downs. This is the worst case scenario of what happens when you hand over control to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers brings in and Aaron Rodgers has always had like a, I don't know, fake, but like a backup quarterback that's like kind of like a quarterback's coach, like not really a threatening right. quarterback behind him. And then Nate Hackett's the offensive coordinator for the Jets because he's Rogers' buddy, but he's never like called plays and been successful outside of like the one Jaguar season where they made the AFC championship game. But like with Bortles, which is impressive, but the problem is 
the Jets, to, my real take is Woody Johnson, who owns the Jets, the prospect of getting Aaron Rodgers to him was, oh my God, we will sell out the season tickets so quickly and can charge yeah. so much more for them if we get Aaron Rodgers. Also, oh my God, we'd make the Super Bowl. And so Jets fans are now like, why are we doing like this? And I think this is what happens when a team is more invested financially in selling tickets and making money than because there's no world. Zach Wilson's been the worst starting quarterback in the league every time he's been the starting quarterback in the league. Uh, maybe second now that Tommy DeVito's here. But, <laughs> yeah, like, but he's not a starter. Yeah. But the, the fact that even going in, I'm like, all right, I get it. You have a third quarterback for Rodgers who's his friend and hopefully Wilson gets better. But once Rodgers gets hurt immediately, the fact that like Josh Dobbs was acquired for the Vikings two weeks ago, not even for a six-round pick. It was for a pick swap. Pick they swap. moved from like 200th overall to 220. And in exchange, they got Dobbs, who won a game without knowing plays. I, I, I'm serious. I think Dobbs, in the second half of that Vikings game, had more clutch drives than Zach Wilson has in his career without knowing the playbook. So I don't know. It's, it, it's crazy to me. Like, how would you explain that the Jets, like, how is, is it not malpractice that the Jets never upgraded a quarterback other than Zach Wilson? It's, it is absolutely malpractice. I think my question is more just like, who is the Who's who's making that choice? That's, I think Joe the, Douglas. The obvious it's, implication. Well, I would say the obvious implication would be the ownership. You I don't get Joe why Douglas? the Jets. I don't get why the Jets fans are mad at Robert Sala. I don't understand it. I think he Sala's done an incredible not, he's, job. He's obviously doing this against his will. Well, I don't understand why people are so mad at Robert Sala. Like Robert Sala, like this defense is very obviously Super Bowl worthy. Like the Jets could win. The sad part is if Rodgers was there, I think the Jets would be one of the favorites. No, just yeah. A I mean, question. if any other quarterback was there, maybe there's probably like 50 quarterbacks in the NFL. That you could throw on <laughs> that's that true. team, and they'd be like, at least one of the top contenders in the AFC. <laughs> like, what are the What are we doing here? What are the? I don't understand what the GM's job is. It's just they're too invested in Wilson as the second pick, and it's like I don't know. It's it's the IKEA effect. You're like, well, I bought it. I don't want to throw this dresser out. Like, dude, it's fine. That to me, this to me just makes no sense. Um, I, oh, I'm this is obviously I'm not I'm not saying anything novel because everybody sees it. Literally everybody sees it except for maybe whoever's making that decision with the Jets, because. They literally can't win with him. You you have to try anything else, literally anything else. I was talking to Ryan O'Hanlon, a uh, former editor at the at the Ringer, who's a Jets fan, long suffering Jets fan, and we were trying to like come up with a number for how many backup quarterbacks would be better than Zach Wilson right now in the NFL. Um, and uh, should, should I just name off some guys that are backup yes. quarterbacks currently? And you tell me whether you think they'd be better uh, right now than Zach Wilson. Teddy Bridgewater is the backup for the Lions. Yes, he would unquestionably not, be better. Tyson Beijing, uh, the D two guy, inarguably. <laughs> right, Jacoby Brissett. Obviously, Brissett's been better than Sean Watson over the last two years. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about Marcus Mariota? Can't throw. Couldn't be worse though. <laughs> he literally can't throw. Blaine Gabbert, Jarrett Stidham, C.J. Beathard, uh, Davis Mills. Stidham's the one game Stidham played last year is better than anything Zach Wilson's done in his career. I genuinely believe Davis Mills would give the Jets a better chance to win. Not even a question. Um, Mitch Trubisky. Begrudgingly, yes. And I don't like him. Tyler Huntley. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson signed with every single team in the NFL. I think Josh he would Johnson give them a much Tyler better Huntley, chance. Tyler Huntley almost won a playoff game. He like kind of screwed it up on a weird play with the sneak. But like, I mean, shit, that's one fumble. Zach Wilson is three a game. Mike White. Why did they let go of Mike White? Objectively. Joe Flacco. He's a free agent. Well, I, I just like to me that it's it's mystifying what they're doing right now. Case Keenum is out. Case Keenum is the Texans. Do you ever have a shirt? Do you have like a shirt that you own that you 
kind of for whatever reason know you shouldn't wear anymore. Like, you know you <laughs> shouldn't wear the shirt. But for whatever reason, you're like, but Can't let I don't it know. It's like my shirt. And you know, maybe there's a hole in it and stains. And it's like, that's Zach Wilson. It's like they just they remember buying it and they're like, I don't know. I had this idea of what I would look like in it. So you kind of wear it. But like every time you do, you just probably look pretty stupid and sloppy. Do you think and dresser? Do you think dresser win would be better? No, Zach? That's the line. <laughs> Could, he can't make the roster for the Edmonton Elks. I, I'm not even like saying this to be like a hater for Zach Wilson. I just think it's so over. Like we've seen enough. It's time it's to call it. It's, no, it's, it's, it's time to change something because this so is not working. So that's my point. Some owners are just like, I want to make money and then also like hope the team wins. And it's, there's no way to me that like, if you're actually serious about winning, you could watch this and be like, yeah, I don't want to do a, I didn't call the Cardinals about a six, seventh round pick swap to acquire Dobbs. I just, what were, I don't There's so sense. many backups. There's third stringers um, that I think could do better. Yeah. I just don't understand. They're, Saul is going to lose the locker room. It's... <laughs> What are they doing? I that's the thing. It's not Salah's fault. Like it's uh, I don't know. The best hope I have right now, just for I, I I'm rude. I don't even I have no like skin in the game with the Jets. I just want fantasy production. I really hope the Titans release Ryan Tannehill, and then the Jets can sign him. Give us something. Dress or win. I don't care. <sighs> Furniture would be better than Zach Wilson. Okay. Uh, Fandle. We have this Fandle contest. Ringer. Uh, for, sorry. Fandle.com slash Ringer FFS. And we got our contest. We've been running for week three to week 10. Taking the top five weeks, scores, averaging them, winner, trophy, money. I mean, our eternal respect. DK, yeah. last week of the contest, who are you building your lineup around this week? I'm really going to go with the whole theory that we've built around Goff being able to go to the bathroom regularly while at home, while at his second home. So I'm going with a, Goff, a Jared Goff, Amon Rossing Brown stack for my stars. And then my scrub this week, None other than tight end Trey McBride. Another nod to my high faith in Kyler Murray this week. So I'm excited about Trey McBride. He was very cheap. Had to fill out my roster. There you go. I actually did the same thing with Goff. Where Ooh. I was like, you know what? Going to feel comfortable at home. Going to, you know, and all the, you know, <laughs> just going to feel loose. Going to feel fresh. And then the other thing is I actually, I'm doing Jameer Gibbs. It's a galaxy brain. He's probably too expensive. Everyone's afraid. I feel like he's going to be actually really low rostered because everyone's going to be like, Montgomery's back. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll rip. What if he rips off like a 40 yard touchdown? There you go. You're in. And then weirdly with all the tight ends I listed, I didn't say this guy, but shout out to Ian Harditz for this call. Chico Conquo for the Titans. That's my other galaxy brain is separate <laughs> yeah. the lineup because no one's going to have him because there's so many other tight ends to pick and he's done nothing. But he actually got a lot more targets in that game and he's been getting more targets. And frankly, he's been probably a little out of position and a little droppy. And he just needs to catch choppy. the balls where Levis throws him, and I think he'll be worth it. Let's get into some emails here. Okay. Emails. As I uh, as I alluded to at the top of the show, we were going to have Kai try some mac and cheese as penance for um, Kai's guys on Tuesday, but without Craig here, we're gonna we're gonna postpone that to a future date. But instead, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna read some emails to address the great Sony controversy of the fall of twenty twenty three. Where if you did not know, I thought it was like Sonny and it was Sonny and Cher. I thought it was Sonny and Cher and my whole life, you know, I guess <laughs> like an idiot. Life. I was like, well, Ronnie and Bonnie and Lonnie and Donnie and Johnny, two ends. Oh, that means. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, Sonny, everyone thought it was very stupid. And it was a whole thing. Okay. To which we've had many people email so we're gonna fantasy football gmail.com their own mispronunciation stories. Mm. And I would beg, beg you to please send us your own to ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com, as well as any other questions you want. And, you know, that pooping habits, whatever. But I'm gonna read a few. 
This one's from Derek. Derek. Back in my freshman year of high school, I was in an argumentative speech class. Which oh, that sounds like damn. my personal hell. Yeah, what what high school? <laughs> freshman, yeah. It's like Gilmore Girls High School. Um, so argumentative speech class for Derek. He says, I was debating the death penalty and I'm reading my pre-written defense and I balked at one of the words I had written for a moment and then I just utter gileotone for guillotine. Gileotone. Gileotone. <laughs> gileotone. Oh, that's, that's pretty bad. That's a French word, so I kind of get it though. This one's from Walker. Okay. Uh, his girlfriend at the Walker. time. Walker, Walker, Walker. Now his fiance, they were walking around the neighborhood, which is ironic because his name's Walker, but they were walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> and his girlfriend's like, wow, they really named the street that? He's like, what? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you mean? She's like, they named the street? Canal? <laughs> Canal? Canal Street? <laughs> is it Canal? <laughs> yeah, Canal. Canal. She's like, that's disgusting. <laughs> wow. Canal. And then one day I was in traffic and I stared at the sign a little more closely and I realized it says haircuts LTD, like haircuts limited. <laughs> he called it hair Calusta for 10 years. Uh, a high school teacher who I'll leave anonymous said this week, a student wrote on a writing assignment that they have eight zero HD, like ADHD. 80. ADHD. Oh my God. ADHD. That's good. 80. God forbid you have like a hundred HD. <laughs> all right. That's all we got. I just wanted to exonerate myself. That's all. This, the, did you feel better after reading all these hyphens? Yes, I did. Good. Emails are in your fantasy football gmail.com. If you have more mispronunciation stories, more things, if anyone, the doctor's listening, if you can tell us why we don't, why it's hard for some people to poop while they're traveling. Like we need to help Jared Goff. Yeah. Give us the name of that psychological roadblock or whatever. Emails, trivia questions. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig, wherever you are. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Jack. Help behind the scenes. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Super Tramp. Wow. Okay. May have done that one before. Can't remember. I don't feel like it's ringing many bells for you. I I think you did because I think I I knew them solely through <laughs> you saying Super Take Tramp. I think girlfriend. we've had this moment yeah. before. What 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 songs do they have that I would know? Uh, Breakfast in America is like I think their famous one that you would know simply because. The gym class heroes sampled it. Oh yeah, which one? Oh, gym class heroes, of course. Take a look at my girlfriend. She's oh. the only one I got. How, how's the email experience been the last couple of days, Hyphens? How you feeling? Feels like you got a lot of support. You got a lot of support from people in the emails. I have seen where my true friends and supporters lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that moment, yeah, yeah, I, I I see where the true sources of of uh, love and positivity are. Because those are the people who are like, you know what? That's okay. That's not that bad. Like, you did a great job. It's all right. They're there. Or they're the people who are like, you're so stupid. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> like, the people on the extremes where like, these people love me. Everyone in the middle, I don't know what you're doing. But the people at the extremes are like, all right, cool. There's some people kidding. Yeah, that's fair. Do you see what I was saying, though, about the Sony with the two ends thing? Yes. I mean, I understand what you're saying in terms of the way that you read it phonetically but Sonny and Cher is like not famous like anymore like Sonny's not famous Cher is famous are you still I saying Sonny sure that would have yeah, been actually, uh, that would have been amazing if you would have said <laughs> Sonny like, and Cher Cher Sonny and Cher <laughs> Sonny and Cher <laughs> oh man now I wish that would have happened because that would have now been I kind of want to just start dropping more of these in the middle of this <laughs> test you guys it's pretty good all right goodbye everyone 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.